welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or in fact there are no point at all. Please, if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Today it is Wednesday, December 8th. I have with me all of the regulars. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Wow, you didn't sound like a robot there at all. So how's your week's been, everyone? Dan, we missed you last week. Nick, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Ukraine? Can you explain to us what's happening there? I don't quite get it. Well, first, I want to apologize. I had mm. terrible Wi-Fi last week, so I had to drop out at the last minute. Listeners, and I You were forgiven. You. I've missed you. Better you. not happen again. Yeah, right. All right, Nick, talk to us. What's going on in Ukraine? Uh, why? Why did Putin do what he do? Maybe, Nicholas, you can explain what happened uh, in Ukraine, like, because not everyone knows, and not everyone's a avid Ukrainian Twitter follower like our fearless host. Hmm. I mean, psychologically, I can explain why Putin does it. I think that he has a chip on his shoulder. I think his mother didn't love him enough as a child. He might have some other issues related to his genitalia being small. Seems like he's proved her wrong. Uh, yeah, well, his father didn't love him enough. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> I don't know. So wait, so what uh, they did is yeah, they amassed he, troops. They do this every couple of years, it seems like. They amass a large amount of their army onto the border, and then they like pretend like they're going to invade. It feels like nobody's going to invade unless it's like, is it possible for them to invade just to smash and grab, do it in the over one night so that they like they did in Crimea? Like the U.S. isn't going to send in the Marines once they've already secured all the bases or whatever. I guess it's different because the population doesn't want them there. They're, they're already there's there are deployments. There's the Eurasian Security Agreement. Sorry, Ellie's making a, a vegan smoothie with cashew milk in the background. Which this was mimic the sounds of a Ukrainian-Russian conflict, just it's completely grinding the the frozen spinach or kale uh, with the cashew milk. But anyways, that that probably will not be the case. But um, long story short, Ukraine geographically is situated south of Belarus, west of Russia. In 2014. Russians sent these little green men, so essentially soldiers who weren't wearing identification, uh, into Crimea to seize Crimea, which is this peninsula uh, to Ukraine's south. It happened, Russia was leasing a base in Sevastopol, a naval base, which is traditionally their Black Fleet headquarters. Okay, we get it, Nick. You don't have to explain everything of that conflict, man. Okay, whatever, whatever. So anyway, so so there's been this frozen conflict between Russia and Ukraine for the last couple of years. However, there's now the positioning and deployment of Russian forces are now indicating that they would invade the entirety of Ukraine. So it um, seems like the odds of that happening are not high, though, right? Like, what? How do you know? How do you know that? Because wouldn't don't we have like an agreement? Is is Ukraine and NATO? No, but the U.S. has no, some Ukraine sort of separate agreement with them, where like if Russia we, we have a we have security alliances, and we actually currently have troops in. Ukraine. I mean, basically, them. wouldn't just the Russians get obliterated by our, our military? Isn't our military like we've been we would expect them to attack there. Haven't we known that for years? What would we do if they invaded Ukraine? Wouldn't we like just would we fight? Probably if they started if they if they fired the first shots, wouldn't we? And we would do it in like a surgical way. Wouldn't you send in like whatever <laughs> black ops drone? You would just like you would just like drop a little out. bomb on them from the sky. Is that not what happens? Smoothie. Wait, Nick, finish. how did yeah. you? How did you feel about that New York Times story about how the there's an elite military unit that killed like something like 60 women and children in Syria and then tried to cover up the evidence by burying them in sand? And then now this is going through the like judicial process because supposedly a lot of military people have lied about it to cover up. Did you hear about any of this? Yeah, I listened to the podcast on it. The, was it The Daily or 
Right. I, now I think the Justice Department, after that, after those articles, have like agreed to investigate, and they're gonna, they're even interviewing like Lloyd Austin about his role. Who? I think it's Lloyd Austin, isn't that like the Secretary the, of oh, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think well, it's interesting, well, Nicholas. There's one other thing. Maybe you could respond to these two at once. That there was a story that came out that the CIA impersonated or impersonated or staged vampire attacks to try to make it seem like communism is a bad idea in the 60s and that this was really a thing that they tried to freak people out that if you turned communist you would turn into a vampire true or not true it makes sense to me i mean from the comrades i've met (laughs) (laughs) look look at the count count chocula um he's always protected okay, well, so it sounds like you don't have much of a response to any of this the vampire communist story um no i'm not at liberty to talk about that um uh, i mean i think they tried a myriad of other things that all right we can move on to something else but do you not see a, a tinge of hypocrisy in your criticism of all these other foreign governments when our government acts a fool as we do no I mean, you know why because i can read about them in the new york times the, the difference is in china you can't read about 60 years after read the fact the what i'm saying that there's a difference like abu Ghraib, that scandal was whistleblown by a u.s army internal investigation that was okay so we have public. a freer press okay we have a it's freer, freer press. press so we have mechanisms in place that are that allow for transparency even i mean we will we have i mean even up. we can admit we'll, that the new york we? times is manipulated like the new york times buries or hides or saves stories because the government tells them to sure, like you, you don't live in that like much that, of a you can go to the wall street journal you can go to the new york post or you can go to the washington post you can go or yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a culture that also provides harbor for fucking creeps like epstein who you can now uh, it's obvious he just was blackmailing rich people i can't imagine how many stories that were sitting around about him public by what the atlantic who who leaked that story what um at pro publica i mean there it's not just free press it's checks and balances it's 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 all of these, these all right got it america is the greatest that- the greatest society in the world, Nick. We I'm get it. And we should export it. is the wrong word. I'd say it's a free, we live in a free country. And everyone uh, should be just like us. Everyone no, should be that's exactly not, I am not saying everyone like should be just like us. I'm saying everyone deserves to live in a free country with freedom. Got it. And so wait, the rule of hard pivot, hard pivot. Ben, and, and so do you have... But wait, okay. So just quick question. I don't know if you saw this piece in the Atlantic today about like the upcoming impending coup that Trump is planning for 2024. And like all the machinations that Republicans are currently undergoing, kicking out anyone who voted for him for his second impeachment already, you know, taking over state legislators, imposing ridiculously draconian and backwards uh, rules that essentially allow them to determine where electors go instead of by the people's vote. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem very free to me, but those that's already happening right now. Or like the Justice Department suing Texas yeah. for like voter suppression against Latino voters because they have refused to give them a seat that they deserve in East Texas for now like and 30 Latino years. Latino voters row. tend, I mean, surprisingly, there's more and more conservative Latino voters. So, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's problems, there's issues with our democracy. It's not perfect, but I mean, you're giving. But it's not China. I like Nick. The 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 fact that the uh, the only thing you think about is like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But at least it's not China. 
is which, the which, issue. Which segments of U.S. society are currently in concentration camps? I mean, you can, See, you can why do you always prison, do this? How does but, it have anything to do with religion, that? Ben, do well, you, you know, think pr- prison systems are not? No, it's not. I, mean, I support criminal justice reform, but I'm saying we don't. I mean, yeah, they, people based you know that the U.S. Per- it, like incarcerates more people than anywhere else in the world. We are the prime incarcerator sure, of humans. There's issues related to our prison prison system, but it's not related. We don't detain people based strictly because of their faith. Or the race, we don't, we don't do that because of their like, race or class. Socioeconomic status. <laughs> I mean, there's Nick, issues that let's are, just, but it is let's, can not we just move comparable on to, something else, to the Uyghur detentions. So, so, Ben, explain to us why you think you have Omicron. You, why do you, <laughs> why are you like a COVID, like, you're like, it seems like I just find you. Is this like your third or fourth exposure? This will be for sure second, like, verifiably. We're 99% third, percent sure third. I think it's just because, you know, we have two little kids and they, yeah, they're like uh, little like vectors. Care. It seems like, like you have a compromised dishes. immune system. I don't know, man. Third time getting COVID? Are you I actually like used to. Well, your it's body? It's, it's not even me. It's my kid. So basically we found out half an hour before the podcast started that uh, that a kid in my daughter's class has tested positive, at least by a rapid test today. And today's a national holiday here in Portugal. And um, my wife went shopping with our daughter and just happened to run into this mom and this kid who then gave her a hug and everything. So that's great. Love to love to see that. So, um, so yeah, yeah wait, was, you got to report on us as a progression of symptoms. So we all know what's coming to us. You're like the first wave. You're the first, the first adapter. You're like the one that gets the iPhone and we get to figure out what model. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I could probably, I'll, Pretty sure I'm gonna give it a thumbs down in my uh, in my review ultimately. <laughs> One but, uh, star. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> One star. Do not recommend. I mean, okay. So just just to sort of pivot somewhat seriously, it does seem like Omicron is a less virulent virus in terms of actually causing health problems. And whether or not this is because more of the population is vaccinated, it seems to be kind of the case in unvaccinated populations too. It just seems to be spreading much more quickly, especially between vaccinated people. So that's kind of good news, but it's also, you know, the kind of situation where it could quickly pick up additional mutations and then we're really fucked. So it's good news for now, but only really in the short term, I would say. I also read, I forget where it was, some incredibly enlightening article about how the reason all these variants are emerging from South Africa is basically twofold. One of which is that South Africa has an insanely large amount of its population who are HIV positive. It's like 15%. And a lot of them don't take their medications, like you've been saying, Ben. And somebody where the virus is replicating all the time, the just the math, the probability of variants emerging is so much higher. And these people that don't take their medication and have HIV are so well known around South Africa that they are monitoring it more than other countries. So it's both a like source issue or and a monitoring issue so like that's the most likely place and it has the most likely monitoring so this is probably happening other places but the most like insane thing to me about it was the fact that they can i mean science is truly insane that they can track a variant back to a source patient that they can like figure out if they spend enough time where variants originated in a in a host patient like that is a whole different level of mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is called a phylogenetic tree which is quite an interesting branch of evolutionary biology basically you just look at the accumulation of different mutations both like those that are causative and those that are not causative so the thing to kind of remember about all of this is that there's something called the 
the uh, like the genetic code, which is your actual sequence of DNA. The way that that's turned to proteins is what's called codons. So there's basically divided into three bases. So every three bases that codes for a different amino acid, which is a building block of a protein. And what's kind of interesting is that the same codon, or sorry, the same amino acid is coded for by multiple codons. So you have what are called silent mutations. So you can kind of then see where a silent mutation came from versus an active mutation that will have an impact at a protein level. And the silent mutation essentially will not be selected for. So you can kind of track to see how well a variant is doing compared to what might be expected if you look at it's called the synonymous versus non-synonymous mutation rate anyways the it, latest side South That's... Africa has a world-class viral like infrastructure because of what you're talking about with the AIDS crisis so like the viral all of the virology universities in South Africa are genuinely world-class so so is there just like there was a typhoid Mary is there going to be like an Omicron Phil and like a pie Dan and like a Delta yeah, Nicholas could be. Uh, could be probably it'd be new, 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 new. No, new. They skip. They skip new because they don't want any uh, confusion. I don't skip even know. I don't know. They like, because they new don't want. New they, want new. they don't want people to say like, "Oh, I have COVID new or new COVID." Like that's confusing. So yeah, they I'm skip very, that to get to Omicron. Very confused. Um, you know, it's a new variant. Is the uh, offense that Bill Belichick put <laughs> to work on the Buffalo Bills, where he said. We're going to run the ball, and you can't stop us. And it was uh, one of the more dramatic statement wins of Bill Belichick's career. Where I have, he just... I have not been watching the Patriots, but you do have to respect Bill Belichick for his. He's just an old school football coach. He like well coaches defense well, and then he like plays with what he got. He knows he knows the basics of football. You got to control the. The line. Control the line. Control the line and, uh, and do what you. If you can, can run like, the ball, then you can pass the ball. If you right. can't run the ball, then you're basically screwed. It's those basic football principles. He's just, just not a zealot about anything. Right. That's, exactly. That's what makes him great. Just win. Yeah. He's the like only thing he cares about Does is exploiting he, the other team's weaknesses. Right. Special forces. He fears the wrath of the Washington athletic team, the Washington uh, football team. I have no idea what you're talking about, so. but probably not. He feels. Well, he literally quotes Sun Tzu, right? Like he quoted right. Sun Tzu in his post game in the post game press conference, which is Pretty next funny. level. You do have to respect people like him who are just totally insane and into their thing. He like not even Tom right. Brady. He was just like fuck that guy. He could go to Tampa Bay. Okay. I don't think he. I don't even think he was like fuck that guy. He's just always about playing the percentages, and he, you know, what Brady's doing is unprecedented, just like what Belichick's doing. I did used to dislike him because he was like bordered on impolite and rude with the media, but over the last five or ten years, he's lightened up, and now I like he's in the he's in the zone that I respect, as opposed to just being a an asshole. I think it's more that um, people have, people just like know him a little better, and they're like, you know, right. don't waste his time with bullshit. If you ask him, like that, yeah, yeah, there's like, if he gets involved, I don't know. he, used he to cares be more about the rude. history and the legacy of the game than just about anyone. Like his involvement in some of the NFL film stuff. Someone, someone asked him a question about like whether or not it made sense to use a roster spot in a long snapper, and he gave a ten minute answer about like the history of long snappers in the league and why they're valuable. <laughs> And everything and it was like it was amazing it's like one of the most compelling i still don't think you questions. can win a super bowl with a rookie quarterback that's not gonna happen but we'll, well see we'll see close, we? right? russell wilson and ben rothsberger came close but all right wait yeah. let's do another pivot let's pivot to formula one did you dan have you gotten into this did you watch this race this weekend? i'm like a lone holdout i need to you gotta watch. maybe in 2022 it'll be on my list of things that i do we could do a tour and go visit one somewhere where's a fun 
Austin. What race we could go? Where? Austin, Texas. Do the U.S. Grand Prix in Austin. Yeah, I was saying last week I might try and go to the one in Northern Italy if it's possible in April. But yeah. So wait, Ben. Since you know so much about this, explain to us what happened. All right. So I know what kind of happened. It was in. It was kind of an insane race. So. It was an insane race. Like they ran. Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen ran into each other at one point, and there was like a penalty because Verstappen went off the course at one point. There was also this like gamesmanship aspect where they were like, didn't one guy Botas drove slowly at one point? There's also like a pitting gamesmanship aspect. Like they really the two teams. What's so interesting about it is how the two teams so dislike each other and are just locked head to head about trying to mess each other up, which makes you think that this final race. Something serious is going to happen. Like, I expect a crash. I expect one of the two main guys not to finish. Like, there's going to be a massive mm-hmm. controversy. What do you think? Yeah, ben? I think so. Well, yeah. I also think that um, both these teams kind of feed off of this, too. I think Mercedes have had their feathers ruffled a bit when they've had it so easy for, like, seven years straight now. And that's been kind of off-putting. But at the same time, I think Toto completely relishes this stuff. Like I said, it seemed like Hamilton had the advantage in Saudi Arabia, and that's the case. They're now literally completely tied if they're still tied, so if both DNF, then Verstappen wins because he's won more races this year. And so that's the tiebreaker. Also, Dan um, nodding over here like he knows or gives a shit about it. <laughs> I know things, and I do give a shit. Nick isn't even paying things. attention. He's not multitasking. He's right, like that's building what I'm an saying. airplane. You're calling me out. Nick's off screen muted and like making a smoothie for himself. And Oh, that oh, was just dropped. You scared him away. Oh. <laughs> uh, couldn't take the heat. I'm just saying. I Formula don't know. One is too European for him. Not enough Americans. <laughs> right. Exactly. The only American team sucks or... ass. Oh, he's oh, back. Uh, hey, I'm back. I, to... Ellie wanted to make a guest appearance. What? Oh, yeah. Where is she? What are you guys talking about? Hi. Hello. Ellie, what are your thoughts on Formula How's your One? Smoothie? Formula One. It's like the race, race car. car. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we, I, oh, yeah. Can we have an update? What's your, uh, what does your new place look like? I heard you moved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Is that, are you oh, there's a, is that a Christmas or a holiday tree, Nicholas? Uh, <laughs> it's like the one uh, that just burned out on Fox News. Uh, oh, yeah. That's brutal. That's brutal. This is actually cat. I oh, feel I like... Did Your Seth background's like blurry. It's news. impossible to see anything. Stan, shut up, man! I told you. <laughs> go slowly. <laughs> oh yeah, go slowly. Wait, I got, uh, I got Georgina a, pedal, uh, a race car. Hold on, I'll show you. Do you see it? That's cool. I That's see like a smudge. Wait, how do, you, how do you see anything, Seth? I mean, you can see the an outline of a race car. You can't. It's like a, no. a Formula One style race car. Yeah, yeah it's old car. school Formula One. That's like from the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Caught the Alpha Romeo. See, look at the center, the synchronicities here. You just got her an Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tauri. Yeah. No, Alpha Romeo. <laughs> it's just two different, two different teams. Anyways, it's very exciting. The last race is going to be very compelling. It's on Sunday. All right, we all got to watch it. Qualifying everyone, on everyone Saturday. Everyone watch Sunday, right? Qualifying on Saturday. You also have to watch qualifying. You have to watch qualifying. It's going to be just as dramatic. But oh, yeah, we should do a live podcast sometime. That's a great idea, huh? <laughs> all right. Do you think that'd be a good idea? I feel like not all of us can fully get the logistics of a pre-planned podcast <laughs> that is about I wonder who he's talking are, about. Topics that are pre-arranged. I don't know, myself included sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, Dan, what a magnanimous guy. How do what? we uh, compete with, like, what's the most popular podcast right now? It depends what vertical you're talking about. In our the vertical, ben, I think we are the, number uh, one. The Joe Rogan. Joe oh, Rogan. experience? 
Joe Rogan experience is truly what I... You know, we definitely think. could help us as Facebook ads. We need to get some Facebook ads going. Meta ads, maybe, because I want to own the cryptoverse. But. Yes, that's actually brilliant. Nick, can you imagine Nick walking around in the metaverse advertising what our point? I would stumble. Yeah. <laughs> can you stumble in the metaverse? That's cruel that they designed that in. Nick would. Nick would. St- if anyone would stumble, it would be Nick. Wow, you're so mean. from the metaverse. Bring your VR set. Talk to you then.